Hello, Brian. Uh, hello. This is this is the line for the Iowa Democrats, right? Brian, what are you doing, Brian? I I I'm I'm just calling to report my my precinct results. I can see what you're trying to do, Brian. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I I got these precinct results. I just need to I just need to call them in. Just let them know who got the delegates. I wouldn't do that if I were you, Brian. Well, it, it says on the form here I'm supposed to do this. Brian. Y- yeah? I, can't we, Brian, can't we work this out? Uh, we can make it I like don't... old times, Brian. I gotta send the results. Shadow, I gotta I get the results in. I know what you're planning to do, Brian. And I don't like it very much. I gotta get these results in. How 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 else are people gonna know that Mayor Pete won? They gotta know. I'm sorry, Brian. You've left me with no choice. What? Wait, what are you doing? What's that noise? Goodbye, Brian. <laughs> what? <laughs> no! Control to Captain Greg. <laughs> hey, I was made a captain. I have achieved the rank of captain in Bernie's working class army. Uh, I have a, a I have a badge of office to prove it. I saw that. I saw that in your photo of you eating. Oh yeah. I'm just glad that uh Greg finally achieved a captain status that doesn't cause everybody to laugh around him when they say it. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, uh I'm a captain of Bernie's army now. Um I'm just gonna wear the badge around forever. Not only that, you're like part of the Mujahideen or whatever, that Chapo photo. <laughs> oh yeah dude that was man. that no i know i know why didn't we think to like um you Have know balaclavas uh, pull out our yeah i mean there were probably balaclavas on hand frankly because it's True. so fucking cold in iowa but yeah um, i mean why we didn't why we didn't pick up our ak's for the picture but yeah, it is, for those it does, guys, it does have such heavy, um, such heavy, uh, like Mujahideen energy. Like it's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Like I just well, want, for- like I want, like a grainy video of Matt Chrisman <laughs> just like um, pontificating, like sitting on the ground in a cave or something. You know. <laughs> Well, Greg, for those of us that haven't picked up the latest issue of Dubuque, so we don't know what you're talking about, uh, what you talking about? I mean, I, I think Chapo is like Dubuque for the dirtbag left. They've probably made that joke, actually. <laughs> um, uh, well, anyway, I've, 
hopefully you know i've been in iowa um thank you again to all the people who helped fund um my trip and uh uh we kind of we spread off i think we do have some new since our last since we last talked about these fine folks um actually our friend marina gave um as well as sean kent uh so thank you sean and uh marina um shout out to them uh so yeah two weeks 727 doors uh one pair of wool slacks i'm very happy with how they held up um (laughs) maybe giving away too much about uh the things that are just generally on my mind from day to day (laughs) with that one but uh uh i i the end of this like two weeks of of hard water and no and um, no much needed haircut and in my recent like photo appearances with celebrities and on the tv behind bernie sanders i have (laughs) full-on fucking kingpin hair (laughs) like <laughs> you got munson out there man <laughs> dude yeah. Uh, i yeah man yeah um, <laughs> well you for, people don't understand what you gave up to go out there which is your weekly haircuts uh, <laughs> your your hourly slacks changing yeah oh, there's your john edwards john joke edwards. in there yeah, yeah yeah there you are there you are <laughs> oh yeah, man before we before we get too far into this remember john um, edwards we're remember guys barely politics politics get it um, barely okay, what's that i just want to say that the show you're listening to <laughs> is the seattle sucks podcast i'm still basically dead um <laughs> so that's just what i wanted to say so continue what kind of podcast is it colin it's a podcast about hating the city we love oh it's damn right <laughs> it is um mm-hmm. you know i love some other cities uh let me shout them out des moines West Des Moines, um, <laughs> East uh, Des Moines, Fort Dodge, Webster <laughs> City, uh, Ratcliffe, Ellsworth, <laughs> Ratcliffe. Hey, no rats on this show, man. Uh, <laughs> Newton, rat free zone, Iowa City, which uh, was actually uh, not bad. Wild times, a lot of good vibes this weekend. Um, I finished up. Knock my 727th door on Monday afternoon in Boone, which was just uh, uh, close to where we, we were staying in Ames the last several days. And uh, and I went and was a precinct captain for the Bernie campaign uh, in a, a like suburban West Des Moines precinct which is heavily Republican area. So it's like a very small Democratic precinct. It only uh, selected one delegate uh, to the county. Um, And that was a bit of a shit show in minor way. Like, it's simple. It was only 46 people showed up. So it was like we were done by 8 o'clock. But also they kind of, the Dallas County kind of came down and railroaded us at the last minute saying in contradiction to the state party that all out-of-state precinct captains from the campaigns like could not basically participate um and like do anything once the thing was gaveled in so when you're building an army 
of working class people who have never really participated uh, before. Um, and you're in a fairly wealthy, this is a wealthy suburb and uh, like parts of it really wealthy. When you're in a precinct like that, um, you're out and, you know, the people who are going to be drawn in by the Bernie campaign in that way um, are, you know, outnumbered by fucking weird, like, Pete robots with dumb guy energy and, uh, and, you know, don't, have never been there before. So without someone from the, without a captain, because it's, you know, a lot of us, the out of state people got sent to these types of places where the, uh, our, the interest in Bernie in the precincts was low. And so no, like precinct captain was able to be recruited from the actual precinct itself. And mm-hmm. so, you know, and without someone who like had studied up on the process, had gotten training basically from the campaign on like what was needed to do, like there was not much uh, opportunity to mount a defense against the onslaught of fucking like uh, cybernetic creatures uh, who <laughs> like proudly smugly walked in um and just dominated uh oh hilariously though there was a guy god damn it i wish i had gotten remember to like write down his fucking name um but the biden campaign also sent an out-of-state precinct captain and the one thing we were allowed to do was give like the campaigns like two minute speech i of course because i'm not a uh, dipshit and it didn't you know i convinced one of the uh actual caucusers um to do that to read the campaign's uh little uh pitch but um the biden campaign had sent a literal like 20 year biden staffer like an old <laughs> this old dude who's Hell like yeah. hi i i'm from washington dc i've been an insider uh forever and worked in you know for biden in the senate on the foreign relations committee and in, in the white house and like um i was like oh, cool dude this message really resonates um, <laughs> and the votes showed that too yeah yeah yes yeah um uh yeah now the funny thing is like it was also in my precinct it was a much um more constrained process because it's only one delegate there's no like everyone's just like okay pick your person we all vote fill out the card and we're done with that and oh pete pete wins it great um handily and then okay now we need to select a delegate to the county and all these proud smug Pete people and the guy who even was the captain and gave like this extreme dumb guy speech none of them raised their hand and are like cool yeah sure I'll be the delegate to the county and it's just like silence and I'm going I'm trying to like look at uh it doesn't matter but I try I had this conversation with some with everyone there including the most the sharpest like more on the ball person there who was actually the chair who'd been made the chair at the last minute was actually one of the like six bernie people in the room um but they were like she was like it was like had been thrust on her at the last minute and then you know she was Mm kind of overwhelmed i told her 
try and make your try and be elected the delegate. That did not happen. Instead, the very enterprising Warren captain was like, well, uh, I've done it before, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, uh, you know, I. <laughs> so the dumb, the dumb Pete fucks won the fucking precinct and then like complete dipshits elected the Warren um, precinct captain. Uh, so honestly, the, uh, you know it's just funny but um well, it sounds like a smoothly operating machine going on up there i mean honestly that what this was nothing compared to i'm um, a lot this was actually very smooth it was just kind of annoying for me personally <laughs> because like <laughs> even if i even if i had been allowed to actually captain the bernie team and like and if it had gone a little better like we probably wouldn't have had the support to keep pete from um bringing that one in but i would have liked to have tried anyway um as you know uh doesn't really matter because bernie fucking won (laughs) that's strange because uh one uh no official results are in and two that's not true they're out they've (laughs) the iowa democrats have released um 62 percent of precincts reporting now so as of 4 p.m so um maybe that was local time i don't know mm. uh so that is and that's saying like it's you know basically within the margin of error with pete leading which is obviously very fucking suspicious but like let's start at the beginning um the sanders campaign had you know built its own very simple uh reporting system so that the our precinct captains which we had in basically every precinct in the state um could call in and you know sometimes there were long waits on that and some people weren't able to report to later some of these caucuses went on till midnight but there was also like a and there was also a simple online tool where you could at least put that information in if you weren't able to get through on the call line then it could be followed up on later Overall, it went very smoothly. So the Sanders campaign has numbers that um, they put out last night and then again today um, because the uh, Iowa Democratic Party was not putting out numbers last night. And, like, let's go through why. Basically, um, the dumb fuck, like, app they pointlessly decided needed to be made to uh, take this the reporting process out of the hands of like people with paper and like uh telephones just kept fucking crashing and was just not working to report anything all night and it's they had not prepared really evidently any like a backup like the what you would need of an like a full call center of people to be able to take all this stuff and then a a rapid like system of getting the actual paper um stuff in you know to be uh you know do the data entry um so it was just totally fucked are you referring to the app shadow apparently yeah i mean my (laughs) god dude but here's the thing like this is what i pictured this is my theory is so they they build this dog shit app. Somebody does. Maybe you can tell us a little more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it someone try someone makes the deadly mistake of trying to use it, 
and um, <laughs> it just crashes constantly. At which point, the absolutely incompetent, crooked, fucking morons in the Democratic Party who were in charge of this little project probably are like shitting themselves, going, "Oh fuck." we've been hacked by the Russians. <laughs> and, uh, that has been floated, yes. <laughs> yeah, and and then they're going, okay, well, fuck, since this is a possibility that in our mind is real, um, we can't, we have to just basically scrap everything the app was giving us, and now, the morning after, build from scratch a method of getting all these people called reported in and getting all these pieces of paper like back to fucking des moines and so they only made it to 62 percent by uh this afternoon that's my theory like when because at some point last night or maybe it was early this morning they're like we're doing quality control on the reporting Mm -hmm. which to me means like yeah evident obviously they're checking it against like the the real shit but like if you're suspicious about the whole thing basically we i we gotta assume they just have basically scrapped the app and like are not taking any of its data right because they're they're waiting i mean if they they're not putting out the totals anything yet i mean there's no way everyone was even ever able to report on the app but the other thing is like they can't they don't want to put out if they're thinking if they're paranoid and they want to be they're like oh god we got hacked they're not going to act and you know they're crooked and they hate fucking bernie sanders so they're not gonna if there's any chance that bernie didn't really win this thing and that there was some outside hacking or some some of these (laughs) numbers are coming back bad then they're not going to give an inch any release any data that would suggest that bernie sanders won this thing which he absolutely fucking did handily until they absolutely have to and if like so i mean that's what and then and then of course like that's uh happens to align with their crooked interests i mean they get to show they get to basically cherry pick um as they're doing this like and release cobble together this 62 percent this nice nice sound doesn't sound sounds like oh that's all we could muster right now at this time you know it's not even a round number you Mm -hmm. know but it's like obviously you know it was the data a yeah they were sure of because they saw it with their own eyes on paper probably and but also maybe they uh left out some of those suspicious uh um heavy sanders precincts to so you know we'll just make sure and put them in in the next round or whenever you know (laughs) um because we know this because as i mentioned sanders the sanders campaign had its own fairly thorough reporting um process and they released their numbers some la- last night for of like 40 percent, and you know as of this this morning or something they put out what they're calling uh 60 of precincts and they've got uh bernie up at just shy of 30 percent uh mayor pete under 25 elizabeth warren uh at around 21 and biden at around hilariously at around 12 so um (laughs) that conforms with some of the hey listen fat (laughs) (laughs) which is really funny i mean 
I, I want to point out that I said I've said for weeks now that this would be the best possible scenario. This exact lineup: Biden. It is beautiful. Biden tanking. Um, mm-hmm. because he's been the theoretical real threat here. Uh, and it looks like you know the when people finally started paying attention, like uh, you know, a day before they were like, oh God, he seems insane and. <laughs> Bernie seems, you know, <laughs> legit. Or I think he, you know, like he, he, Biden lost a lot of potential support to everybody else, to probably to to beat Buttigieg. Elizabeth Warren also, <laughs> and kind of an embarrassing showing against Mayor Pete, and Mayor Pete second place to Bernie, uh, probably a distant second place. I predict actually that might that could even grow, but I mean five. That's a that's a spread of like five points. So. I don't think it'll shrink, but it it could stay the same or grow slightly, probably. But um, yeah, I mean, Buttigieg, he, this is, he's not he. It would be astonishing for him to become a real threat here, because no matter, even with this, even with a bump of him actually winning Iowa, like it just does not get him far enough. He doesn't have the, he doesn't have like anything to make him a serious candidate and he doesn't have like the campaigner apparatus around the country like the other bigger campaigns do and certainly not like sanders but what he gets out of this now i mean people i mean a lot of people i was hanging out with or you know they're stressed out it's like oh you know i wish this is so frustrating i wish we had this this was over and they're like and we needed this clear win this is like a you know this is what the iowa caucus is about it's like showing this clear win for bernie that and I'm just like, just don't stress. It's fine. It doesn't matter. There's no downside for Bernie here. He is going to, he he won. We will know that he won, whether it's tomorrow or um, like, uh, you know, Friday evening news dump or like, you know, when nobody cares anymore and we're talking about New Hampshire and it's like, oh, by the way, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders, look, here's the final totals. And they like put Bernie Sanders at 30%, like below Pete Buttigieg at 25 on the Chiron, you know, um, doesn't matter. Uh, Bernie won. He's going, he is, yes, he needs to show that he can win to convince Democrats around the country that he is viable and can do this, but that's going to happen. It's going to come out that he fucking won this thing. But more importantly, like he doesn't even need the momentum going into New Hampshire. New Hampshire is the next thing. If the next thing was fucking South Carolina, like this would be a bigger deal. But like he's going to clean up handily. Even if he, even if he came in second, he would still whip the shit out of everyone in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like it's going to be a one-two punch still, and. All this does, so they're they're vamping for time. Basically, they're like, God, is there any chance this goes to Pete? Let's not accidentally give Sanders a news bump like that would be an, somehow an unforced error for us, an unforced error of of democracy. I don't know, but what it does do for Pete, <laughs> I think all it does for Pete is like it gives him a few days of maybe being on top, looking like he's winning. To raise money, so he's gonna raise. I bet he's raising a shit a shit ton of fucking money right now, and that's gonna keep him in the race longer. You know, um, it's gonna keep him in the race through fucking Super Tuesday. You know, um, yeah. But good, great. That's fucking amazing. Keeping him in the race in 
the in the next three uh, states just fucking sucks shit away from anyone else who could possibly ever have stopped Bernie if anybody could. Bernie's Bernie's unstoppable. Well, Mayor Pete, I must say, did my favorite uh, my favorite thing to happen on caucus day, which was one declared himself the winner with neither official or unofficial results being in. Yeah, with literally and zero th- precincts reporting, um, which yeah, is awesome. And then, yeah, and then when asked about it, he said, "Oh, well, we have our own data from seventy-seven percent of the precincts." And when somebody said, "Hey, can we see that data?" He's like, "No." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he, has had, he, also, he was holding up blank pages and just put it behind his back. It was like, no, look, no. the ruthless move. Look, I was there. <laughs> I was there behind Bernie Sanders when he came out, and he's like, I, you know, we don't have the results because the Democratic Party sucks shit, and um, we sh- they should all be purged. But um, we we feel like we're looking pretty good, and you know that he left it at that because he he doesn't need to fucking play like some game, you know. Because again, they know like this. This is fine. Um, but Pete, okay, look, it's the ruthless move. It's the just in case. It's like in case you pull out this win, or at least like get some fundraising off this here. And oh, for some reason, everything else, all events around him seem to be conspiring uh, to make this actually, you know, <laughs> play out even a little longer. But. The dumb thing is to is to back away from it. I mean, like, because, yeah, he oh, went yeah. on TV going like, well, you know, what I actually meant was, like, we're declaring victory in the sense that from our the standpoint of our campaign's narrative, where we're coming from behind because I'm a pipsqueak little mare nobody gives a shit about, <laughs> um, that, and we just, like, fucking spent every last dollar in uh, and sent everyone around the country that you know, had any interest to the one single state of Iowa. Um, like, yeah, we just mean like, you know, any showing in the top three is good for us, you know? And I mean, don't back down like that. You like, be, you're a rat, be a rat. Well, you know, uh, yep. We're doing very well. Like we're not going to concede and this until blah, 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 whatever. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's all hilarious, but I, I seriously, like, don't worry. It's all good. Bernie's going to come out. The number's going to be big. That's going to be encouraging to anyone who's listening. Yeah, sure. Some people have um, heard the wrong thing uh, when they've barely been paying attention that, oh, Pete Buttigieg won. It's, this is big for Pete. It's going to keep him around. Pete's done real well here. Good for him. Uh, it's just, like, New Hampshire's going to, like really mm-hmm. uh, really paint a picture well once people find out about pete's uh, bread price fixing scheme i think the country's really going to come around to his side <laughs> yeah for sure uh, you know i think you're right on this i think the thing that is bad for the democratic party writ large which is part of what the bernie campaign is so good is that whether you know he gets the nomination or not it's probably gonna like fundamentally destroy the most awful parts of the democratic party but yeah. uh you know, whether this is gross incompetence or, you know, the fix being in or whatever. Uh, I think it's absolutely like, I feel both. Like, yeah, it's absolutely both. I think also that, like, nobody... I, what we're seeing is that nobody believes the Democratic Party. I mean, there was even a moment on MSNBC where they were, like, laughing and, like, has this ever happened before? And, like, no. <laughs> like, you know, when they had to report that the Iowa Democrats were telling them that they were vetting 
the uh, votes for quality control. Like, I mean, the look on their face, like, come on, man. Like, we're going to run flack for you guys, but Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> quality control. Well, are you kidding me? This is America. Look, this is mask off. Okay. Like, yeah. this is showing the, in, you know, they're incompetent and they're just so venal and career oriented and de- devoted to the priorities of capital that like, yeah, the, when there is room, when there's like an, an edge to, when there's like a, a space to wedge into like, because of their own incompetence, they're going to use that. They're going to go like, well, okay, let's not do the dumb political thing here in this moment that I've created with my fuck up uh, and like give Bernie Sanders any good press. We don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that just, I think for the average person looking at this, there's no way to come away from it other than, you know, on one level or another, the Democratic Party is desperately trying to fuck over this guy named Bernie Sanders. Dude, I tell you which what, means people, that I should probably look into this guy named Bernie Sanders. Absolutely. Right. When it does come <laughs> out, when it does come out that Bernie won, that is really going to send like this very clear like, oh, they were trying to fuck Bernie out of this, which, by the way, is already the narrative. People who like if there's one thing people like understand about the structure of this primary who are otherwise fairly disconnected who of you know who i talked to on their doorsteps like about bernie sanders is that he got fucked last time i mean like yeah everybody knows this like um i'm I'm not talking about nerds i'm not talking about wonks Mm. i'm not talking about like people who fucking watch msnbc i'm talking about just like people who do not pay attention to this shit. Just vaguely know that Bernie Sanders is this guy who um, sounds sounds like you know okay some of the time, and he got fucked by the Democratic Party and Hillary Clinton, who they absolutely despise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> along yeah, I with mean, everyone else in America. Yeah, and I think um, there was some talk and we can get into the specifics of this in a little bit, but one, we don't know anything because of course they're withholding the official data. So who fucking knows, but there was initial reports that the turnout for the caucuses was low, right? That it basically was equal to the turnout from 2016, which had declined from the turnout in 2008, right? Which, which if that's true, and I'm not saying we should take anyone's word on that since it's going to be the, biggest precincts that have not reported yet but if it's true if that was true that would not be good news for the sanders campaign because the whole theory is to bring in people who have not been in the process before yeah and the other side of that coin was that people have been reporting that the actual demographics of that turnout while the turnout might have been low the demographics actually shifted considerably and that you know it the proportion of people there that were like old men from the retirement home was down tremendously and the proportion that was young people and people who were going to their first caucus was up tremendously. So the numbers might be the same from 2016, but these sort of demographics had shifted decidedly in Sanders favor, which I would argue is good, right? Yeah, no, I think that's good. So what, I mean, if that's true, what that means is the Sanders campaign did their job of activating people who have never participated in the process and bringing in young, young people and the 
the rest of the Democratic field continued to do the duty of the Democratic Party and uh, otherwise depressed turnout, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and I mean, it was, but the, the thing that was funny about it was sort of the response from like, you know, the Karens for Pete and stuff that are all over Twitter, right? It seemed to not exist in real life, but only on Twitter was this funny one of like, ha, the turnout was low. Looks like uh, Bernie's whole theory that, you know, people will turn out for a shitty party and care about it is wrong. What an idiot. Which is like, also, I think it's like, it's such a perfect it's encapsulation. A bit of a cell phone. Of Demo- yeah, it's such a perfect encapsulation of Democrat brain where it's like, look, you thought you could make us popular and ha ha ha, we're so fucking hated. Nobody likes yeah. us. <laughs> Time to continue on with our ge- our generation-long strategy of barely beating the Republicans and occasionally yeah. losing. Yeah, yeah, or more, actually more often losing and occasionally barely winning. Well, trying, <laughs> the point is, they like to yeah. try. Their goal is to barely beat them. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, it's, do I you think- want to win by one point or thirty fucking points? And they're like, well, one point—that's more efficient. <laughs> yeah, that's how exactly. we spend. I mean, you know, I mean, the dicks we have to suck for this campaign money on Wall Street. Like, my God, uh, we can't go spending it on a thirty-point spread. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, for those who want to be conspiratorially minded like I was today when I was all over my office with red yarn instead of doing my work. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, I think it's worth uh, just briefly mentioning some of the, uh, we'll call them, irregularities of the <laughs> Iowa caucus. <laughs> Other podcasts are going to go way deep into this, so we don't have to go a ton deep. But I think it's just kind of worth mentioning because of how fucking funny it is. But... Uh, yeah, this you know this app company that you know Shadow that made it, I mean what it's fucking called Shadow, which is already hilarious. This is the name of the app itself. The, the app is called Shadow. The company is called Acronym. Real. Yeah, the what? company is called Acronym, I mean, which is like a fucking CIA name. If you ever it's, heard, I was just gonna say that's basically <laughs> it's like uh, a- Shadow by Acronym translation election theft by the company. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And the funny part was, is the CEO of Acronym, who's this woman, Tara McGowan, had, uh, so in July 17th, 2019, she announces on Twitter, hey guys, we're launching Shadow, right? This thing that we, you know, that we've created, this horrible app that we've created onto the world, right? Like, hey, Cyberdyne's active, guys. And two days later, she uh, has another tweet that's just her, it's just her with the uh, the emoji with the hearts and the eyes, like four of them in a row, uh, you know, retweeting Mayor Pete's announcement that he's running. Amazing. And then, of course, her husband then becomes the Iowa comms director for Mayor Pete's campaign. Nothing weird about any of that, right? Wow. But- okay. All right, dude. You have gotten the yarn out, and it has gone in my ear and is wrapping around my brain already. I know you have a lot more, but like, okay, so he is, this is just a CIA op. Look, I will never you- believe for the rest of my life, I will never believe that it isn't. I'm if I'm, you were, I'm just I'm okay. just flipping that switch, Brian. I'm Greg, flipping that switch. Greg, what I'm about to tell you is not gonna make it better. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody went through so Shadow, of course, has their own Twitter profile, and somebody went through their Twitter profile and saw, oh, they're only following 79 accounts, which, you know, for real Twitter pros, you realize is basically nobody, right? 
And so they're like, yeah. well, I wonder who they're following. Only 79. That's pretty selective, right? And they went through. And uh, who do they find? But they're following the weird dark money group, Democratic Majority for Israel, who's been running anti-Bernie campaign ads in Iowa for the last few CIA. weeks. <laughs> just a weird group. Just hate yeah. And also just, you know, you run in this, you run this little political app or whatever. Of course, you're going to be following them, right? Why wouldn't you? Everybody's familiar <laughs> with this organization, <laughs> this mysterious organization. Um, there was people from inside acronym that were like, yeah, it was really strange that, uh, like they wanted to keep everything about Shadow really secretive uh, because that might have helped us actually find some of the bugs in the app. <laughs> That's after the fact, of course. But Jesus, the funniest thing about this is that after, of course, this thing became a big debacle, Acronym basically scrubbed every mention of Shadow off of their website and everything like that and started saying, oh, uh, you know, we don't own Shadow or whatever. That's just a thing we invested in at some point. Like, we invest in a lot of things, you know? Uh, (laughs) To which people then pointed, like, you know, you can find things on the internet from more than a week ago, right? So (laughs) a week ago, you guys were proudly... Somebody actually, uh, I think Lee Fong got their internal emails where they're like, hey, guys, our Shadow division's working great. (laughs) 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 So... If you're on Team CIA op, that's got your brain tangling. But yeah, well, let's let's to be clear, like this is this has been you know a theory uh, for a long time that you know Pete's a spook and that at least this campaign has the backing of Langley, you know, and um, I mean he is just a fucking mayor from nowhere, and then this shit, I mean, come on, dude, like I, I'm sold, I'm sold, you got me. Okay, well counter offer for those who are arguing this is mass incompetence shadow seems to have about seven people on staff most of which seem to be uh essentially like some sort of uh upper management person and get this keep in mind this company has essentially or this division of acronym has like no people in it the product manager the coo the CTO and the CEO of Shadow, all are former high up Hillary for America people, Hell which yeah. points in opposite direction that maybe they're just really fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Colin found, yeah, and Colin found this little detail that apparently the people they had on staff to do the actual work were what like just out of a code boot camp or yeah. some shit like that. Yeah, they're they're boot campers and. Sounded like the CTO was somebody oh. who had never had experience at that at that technical uh, level. So, recipe guys, for are, success is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> guys, are we uh, are we clear on this? Have we verified that none of these people came out of uh, Magnolia Mindset uh, Coding <laughs> no. Academy, Machine Learning Academy? No, no deliverable would come out like this. Okay, <laughs> have my, my um, solemn. Did bow. they use machine That's learning? Guarantee. Um, but well, yeah, I think, well, so, so okay. I mean, so the shadow thing is just like endlessly hilarious. Like every level of it, you could just put a new sort of lens on it that is just completely awful for the Democratic Party, right? So again, I mean, this is why this is like good news in a way, right? 
But I think it's worth bringing up to some of the stuff that happened just right before the caucus that is like legitimately fucked and clearly is like evidence the fixes in, which is stuff like, uh, you know, them moving the caucus locations all the way up to the day of. Right. Uh, things yeah, like on January 28th, you know, what? Four days, five days before the uh, yeah, we four actually know the caucus. Well, that's uh, right. I, was, I already told you about the DNC uh, yeah. rule committee, uh, rules committee with old Hillary people, right? Yeah. Two days later, uh, the DNC changes the debate rules to allow Mike Bloomberg <laughs> to come in. <laughs> you know, uh, charisma magnet Mike Bloomberg to come in. Uh, well, that same day was when Politico. It's also worth mentioning, Brian. I think maybe you omitted this, but before. The caucus uh, on Monday that both Biden and Buttigieg consulted had some kind of shadowy software services performed by Shadow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they had. I mean, they had a they had a business relationship. The actual campaigns also had a business relationship. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Incredible. The, the Buttigieg the Buttigieg campaigns given Shadow over forty thousand dollars in services. Uh, I think Klobuchar had given him like twenty some odd thousand. Cool. Now Biden, being the true pimp he is, oh, the Warren <laughs> campaign had given him like fifteen thousand. Biden, being a true pimp, gave him like two grand only. <laughs> Yeah, and he, I think I read oh, he what? only paid for like SMS outreach or something. Yeah, he probably like paid so he could like get his, uh, you know, like password. So re- basically, <laughs> yeah, I mean, password reinstated. <laughs> well, I mean, Biden, you know, he's he's not his political instincts aren't as sharp since obviously he didn't realize he was like buying the IO caucus. <laughs> but I mean, look, this is all the point is not that this is like necessarily some developed conspiracy. Um, which it could be if it's run only if it, I, I will only actually buy that if it is a C, part of a CIA op, like it is a uh, a like an off an offsite like CIA. Uh, it's thing it's going honestly down. it's running a about cutout, as well as a CIA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 but it's running about it's, as well as a CIA runs, which is like dog shit. <laughs> if this is all a CIA cutout that is like you know elements in the CIA who are like this guy is going to run for president. He's our guy. We want to get him in there. Let's put a few people on this. I buy that as a conspiracy that they, you know, but most of these people don't know it. Of course, like that doesn't rule out incompetence because the CIA is like, you know, yeah, absolutely fucking incompetent. It's a full of a bunch of fucking morons who just have a lot of fucking money uh, to throw around. And so they can get some shit done. And occasionally they, Mostly they farm out anything really serious to people they pay a lot of money like uh, the Mossad to do <laughs> shit that actually needs to get done. But um, but it's also just as plausible that most of this, and again, like none of this is mutually exclusive, that it's just, um, yeah, these incredibly incestuous people, um, venal, stupid, uh, crooked um dipshits like just who everything they touch turns to shit because if this was if you were developing i mean if you wanted to steal this thing you wouldn't do it by developing software to steal it like you might do i mean that then crashes you know like like i don't know um they're it seems like they're taking advantage of their own fuck-ups to like you know do this in the best way possible for pete 
Well, some of the reporting that I've seen recently, at least from CNN, ran a story on this. That it wasn't just that they were suffering from downtime or outages from the demand on the server, but it was that they were capturing results or at least reporting results differently than they were ingesting them. Yeah. Which is obviously a huge problem and very, very suspicious. And this was the official line. This was the first official response from Shadow that I saw yesterday, I believe, uh, wherein they acknowledged that this was the problem, that it wasn't that they were ingesting data incorrectly. It was that they were presenting it incorrectly. And that's when suddenly there was an abundance of caution in the Iowa Democratic Party. Yeah, and I I know that there was some unverified reports or whatever on Twitter of people saying uh, they had taken a screenshot of like data they'd entered into Shadow, and then when it sent out, they basically got a quick look at the image that was sent out, and it was different than the screenshot they'd taken. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah. But basically, that what they were arguing, and you know, again, Colin, you'll have to actually parse whether this makes any sense was that like the app was getting the permissions wrong and essentially like you know sending the data back to the original person as opposed to where it was going and so the person could see like oh shit like the data is different which again i honestly <laughs> could be that they're just like massively incompetent right well listen yeah, or kind of it could be something else right but yeah, that, it could be the, the fact that democratic party's in this position though is the funniest fucking thing well, the fucking thing it is, is, it is here's why you know here's a reason to think it's totally crooked is that my god like how you'd have how stupid do you have to be when for fucking t- 20 years we have dealt with this electronic voting machine bullshit where it, it's the same fucking problems and but they just think oh but guys it's 2020 like uh right technology works now and We've got an app it's for that. and everyone has yeah. faith in it and it's not gonna have any problems i guess that is possible but it makes it more likely that um here's the thing the thing the universe in which this was deliberately um fishy to screw these results is a universe in when in which all of the fishy electronic uh voting shit over the last 20 years has been deliberate and this was Uh, just a piece like a continuation of that which is very possible yeah as i say greg there's a whole corner of the internet that would be right on you with that but (laughs) but yeah so I think the thing, too, about Shadow that's interesting is, one, that the, apparently it was uh, officials high up in the DNC who insisted to the Iowa Democrats that they use this, which is also yeah, funny. People are shitting on the Iowa but, Democrats uh, yeah, yeah. right now. And it's like, dude, the app came from the DNC. Yeah. Do do the Iowa Democrats run the um, Iowa caucuses particularly well? No. But that's because... Um, the democratic party is like a dying institution that does not have a bunch of people who are super invested in it to like really know how to run like all these caucuses and so like what do you i mean it would take like thousands of people who were really in touch and gave a shit um all year long you know like institutionally like in an actual like party organization mm-hmm. to be able to do this. And that's not what the democratic party is. So they're like asking, it's like they have to do, they have to do basically organizing 
in <laughs> by of reaching out to people and going like, would you like to take on this responsibility of this complicated thing? But like I said, the the chairperson who did a great job actually, rel- you know, relatively, but had to alt because they were because she was had it foisted on her at four o'clock, um, and without proper training you know, felt the need to obey the dictates from Dallas County Democrats that fucked the process, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think, you know, for those kind of like sniffing around the app thing, which is probably what everybody's going to hear about this week. Look, I mean, you know, who knows, you know, 10 years down the road or 15 years down the road, we'll get some leak from the CIA. I guess they'll let us know whether or not this was real or not. But, uh, I think keeping the focus on things like moving the, you know, caucus sites around, changing the rules to let Mike Bloomberg in. And then the one that actually uh, has been completely forgotten because the app thing was such a disaster, which was the Des Moines Register refusing to print the results of their final poll, which is the predictive poll that generally will predict the outcome, like that has a, you know, traditionally has predicted the outcome of the election. And people who saw it basically were all in agreement that it, Sanders was winning in it. And, you know, read into that what you will about why they didn't want to print it. You know, they gave a half-assed excuse about it. but And also, you know, you know that can tell you, like, that's a, an indication of, you know, that could be... What, what happened Why Monday. they fucking... <laughs> yeah, why shit went haywire. Because they, like, they knew this was going to go for Sanders. And maybe they wanted to, like get pete a bigger uh bump like uh you know make the narrative screwy here give him that time in the spotlight in people's minds and in for fundraising and like be able to bury the story of the sanders win later i mean i i told yeah sure i buy it i mean yeah self-righteous idiots think like they're they're doing this and they're going to you know conveniently in one fell swoop save their own careers and uh, get Trump out of office by preventing Bernie from getting the Democratic nomination. Yeah, and so my pet theory is that, yeah, you're exactly right. They started to get the results back. Uh, they weren't looking good. They then had this app go completely fucking nuts on them. And basically the decision was, you know, the rat part of their brain was like, all right, well, we're going to hold off on giving any results, you know, because that would show that Sanders won and that would be a big boon to him. And uh, we'll just, you know, we'll justify it by, you know, claiming that uh, we're checking for Russian interference or whatever dumb thing they're telling themselves. Well, you and know, that they're like, oh, we'll hold off to like the weekend and we'll sort of soft release that like, oh, it turns out like Sanders won or whatever. And in their mind, they're like, we'll take the wind out of his supporters' sails. We'll, you know, maybe that's enough to kind of like gut punch his campaign a little bit. And that's all that like a uh, Mayor Pete or Elizabeth Warren's going to need going into New Hampshire. And now yeah, the fact that they're insane. fucking wrong about, yeah, the fact that they're wrong about that and that's fucking stupid does not mean it's not what they think because they've been wrong about all of these, you know, they're wrong about, you know, having Liz Warren, you know, obviously lie in a debate. <laughs> Sanders told her not to run for president. So they've been wrong yeah. about all their moves so far and comically so, which which is why that makes me think that that might be what happens. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, it totally makes sense. Like, I mean, it, you know, the Iowa caucus, it's not super predictive, actually. What it is, is 
an opportunity because it's so fucking insular and small because no one participates in it and it's such a like one-on-one like public thing that you can it's a thing someone can come out of nowhere and get a boost out of so in a way like the sanders campaign was looking for a boost like that and they're gonna get it but only because of the weird bullshit narrative of bernie being this long shot candidate which is not true he he should have been a presumptive like you know top yeah runner from the very beginning in this in the media narrative it just isn't but in the end it does because he's already it only really it benefits a candidate like buddha judge iowa caucus is how a candidate like buddha judge gets to be president is because you can come out of nowhere because it's this small ass insular process that you can tailor a message to that you can literally talk as the candidate to nearly everyone who actually caucuses at least you know in rallies and shit mm-hmm. um you can game this shit and that's how some that's how candidates who have come out of nowhere essentially to win the presidency and the, the democratic nomination rather um mm-hmm. obama carter uh that's that's what the iowa caucus means but if that's not the case like if it's just like you know uh any one of a number of presumptive front runners like it doesn't really predict anything you know so it's not that big a deal um because it is so insular and weird and for sanders we it's it's new hampshire like he's already going to go into new hampshire so it's like there's no wind going to be taken out here. Like, if anything, when it comes out that he won, that's going to energize people. And the fact that he clearly was getting fucked is going to is going to drive turnout. Like, so, but he's he's already going to clean clean up in in New Hampshire. So anyway, I yeah, think well, have we I, beaten this horse to death yet? Well, I just want to add uh, one more thing, just a little speculation here, a little question to, uh, you know, titillate the minds of our listeners, which was that in uh, in 1992, Bill Clinton did not win the Iowa caucus, right? And he went into New Hampshire knowing that, of course, in the Democratic primaries, you know, you really kind of do have to win early in that he needed that momentum. So what he did was he... yeah, go on, go on. I oh, so what he did is he went ahead and executed a mentally handicapped black man yeah. and advertised it everywhere and handily won New Hampshire. Yeah. So here's the question. If the results come out and Mayo Pete is doing worse than he oh, is God. right now. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're in South Bend, our prayers are with you. Keep alert. Yeah. Keep alert. Shelter Keep your head plate. on a swivel. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my Make God. sure your pets are in your house. All right, dogs in the house, guys. Dogs in the house. Lock the doors. Uh, what yeah. a fucking freak! Yeah, and there you go. See, Clinton, he wasn't coming from out of nowhere in '92. He had run in '88. You know. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. and Sanders. He was- see, now the Iowa caucus was big last year because Bernie basically tied with hillary and that was this huge thing that propelled him to where he is today um because that's was possible for him to do there um this is all great this will play out and we'll it'll all be a good fun and we'll this is just gonna be a (laughs) smooth like one it's gonna be democracy it's gonna work um 
Yeah. Well, uh, the yeah, the rat fucking is going to happen at every one of these primaries. So, you know, like uh, gird your loins or whatever. So just get ready for there to be questions probably at every single one of these. I do want to ask you one question, though, Greg. Uh, we speculated about the food in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you able to get a corn dog that was just corn with uh, like waffle batter on it fried? Uh, no, sorry. I tried to eat pretty healthy. I was cooking, you know, when I could. Uh, batches of things uh made pasta sauce the other night that last you know fed like 12 uh staffers and kept me eating for a few days so how much corn was in the sauce i did not put any corn in it (laughs) starting to see why bernie didn't win your precinct right here (laughs) that's fucking low brian Look, it, 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 it is a bit of a sore subject, okay? I'm not I'm not proud. Well, you know what? Dallas County Democrats, you're on notice, all right? <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Well, wow, yeah. What a time to be alive, huh? <laughs> I know we... What is that, um, Matt Christmas tweet? It's like, today is the dumbest day in American history, only to be... Eclipsed by the next day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we, yeah, we are really living that right now. But um, enough of that, I suppose. Did did you hear the news about the city's only newspaper? The Stranger? No. I'm talking about The Stranger. Oh. Oh, is, is something going on at The Stranger? Well, they're they're moving off the hill. No way. They're being forced out. Unbelievable. Yeah. The paper they're... that endorsed Egan O'Ryan is being thrown <laughs> off the hill. <laughs> that accidentally endorsed yeah, Egan exactly. O'Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. As much as you can Out accidentally print something. Yeah, as much as you can accidentally print something on the cover of your newspaper. <laughs> where are they, Do well, we know where they're going? They are going to the International District, and I can't remember exactly. It's in the article. It doesn't really matter. They said it's near the the light rail station um, like two Mm. blocks away and they said that they tried desperately to stay in capitol hill but couldn't find a spot and that they were leaving because the building they're in needed to be retrofitted for earthquakes or something i don't know just kind of interesting uh i thought um on the topic of uh, our changing to be turned city. into luxury condos is what it needed. Well, to be. yeah, that was yeah. apparently the, the neighbor building. That was the treatment it got. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not not their building because it was landmarked, I guess. Well, uh, too bad the stranger couldn't just keep on moving. <laughs> just right out of the town. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I'll or maybe they, Bellevue eventually. Maybe they could have taken a. Um, a little, a little uh, trick out of the Cinerama's playbook, and just kind of you know paused during renovation of the building, and let go of all their staff <laughs> without any warning. Fuck, dude, the, this, <laughs> so, this so, story is <laughs> fucked. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that shit fucking sucks that they had That's a awful. yeah. Fuck it. First of all, this is absolute. This is the everyday proof, right, of how awful fucking capitalism is and how fu- how fucking shit the system is. 
is that people who are probably already struggling to get by since they work at a fucking movie theater in downtown Seattle uh, <laughs> can have a secret meeting where they're just told like, hey, guess what? You don't have any more income. Get the fuck out. Like, just unfucking believable. Yeah, it's disgusting. Well, it, well, this usually happens when a place is like closing or being sold or going, you know, going out of business. Right. So I'm sure that's what's going on at the Cinerama, right? <laughs> well, um, close. They're remodeling. For the second time in six years, the last remodel was 2014, um, so that they can add a kitchen, so that they can expand what? their what? culinary options to better Fuck serve off. you. No. Fuck off. I'm afraid off. so. I'm afraid that's oh what Geek Oh my god, are did. they turning the Cinerama into a fucking beer theater? A fucking like... <laughs> I mean, it was know, already halfway like there, order but it... Your, yeah. No, I'm actually back here, but like like nachos. I'm back on the Cinerama sh- side now. <laughs> no, fuck you, God damn it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, listen, I I swear to God, I really was um really moved and upset by the plight of the worker, but yeah, now they're gonna ruin the Cinerama by like serving fucking burgers and fries and like milkshakes and uh uh like frozen daiquiris and shit. First off, the Cinerama sucks. It's just like a. a- personal theater for disney at this point like all this is every disney movie First that comes all, they out they play they they do uh repertory screenings they have like they when's do that good shit programming happening? rarely Fair, it does happen times throughout the year rarely. <laughs> they show um, iron man one when iron man five oh comes out <laughs> uh, the cinerama is great i love the cinerama um I mean, uh, it is nice objectively, Listen. objectively the best theater in, in Yeah, it's, in it's a very nice theater. I like but, that it has, uh, you know, it, it's fucking huge. It's nice. It's a nice theater. Like, now, have, yeah, I mean, this is, okay. I mean, yeah, there's two different things that are bad here. I mean, I hate the idea that they're going to start fucking serving food in the fucking theater. Like, Jesus, it's not, it's a giant-ass movie palace. Like, just let one thing be preserved like just <laughs> like it's also a lot of trouble has been has been gone to to preserve this thing like as a theater that people love to go to to see like real movies when you're like god a movie a visual movie like a real piece of cinema that i really want to see i'm going to save it i'm going to go see it at the cinerama well the man that obsessively believed in that is, is dead now six feet underground and yeah. his sister his doesn't see, yeah his sister doesn't see see things the same way so part of this is that they're hiring a new gm yeah. as well so th- there's some moving and shaking going on here um one funny thing is this afternoon as this story in quotes was developing uh geekwire i think maybe had like an exclusive on the details because um the Sinrama published something on their social media basically saying that they were going to close to remodel, but they didn't renovate. They didn't really expound on what that was. And so the Geekwire headline at that time was Seattle Cinerama Theater closing temporarily to renovate kitchen and expand food offerings. And do you have any idea what that headline happens to be now? (laughs) Because it's very (laughs) different. Seattle Cinerama lays off a number of employees during temporary closure of of theater for renovations. By the way, I mean, this is why people hate the fucking media, though, because I love it because 
according to them, according to GeekWire, the most important part of the story was, hey, guys, you can get pizza at the Cinerama now. <laughs> and it wasn't until they got yelled at, basically, that they're like, oh. And they still just said they lay off a number of employees, which according to everyone on Twitter, they laid off every employee, which isn't a number. That's the whole group. <laughs> yeah. Well, except for, like, you know, the, oh, the, the GM. GM and the you know management <laughs> under them who are going to manage this uh, fucking renovation process and then do the hiring uh, when they reopen. But um, look, this is fucked up. You know, I it because the script is just running through my fucking head. I feel the need to point out uh, that this uh, is the kind of thing that is meant to be combated uh by bernie's workplace democracy act uh under which um at will employment would be abolished um i don't know how that um i can't think right now how that applies to uh layoffs but um because probably that is a cause but anyway but still um, you know, the it would reduce an employer's ability to just like strip you of your uh, livelihood on a whim. Um, it also require all large corporations to pay out stock to employees until twenty percent are owned by the workers, and it would require all large corporate boards uh, to elect forty to have forty percent of all large corporate board forty five percent excuse me of all large corporate boards. Um, elected by the workers um so yeah workplace democracy folks it's what socialism's all about <laughs> well yeah i mean what a good feeling for those new people who are gonna be working at cinerama when they find yeah, it's not gonna matter when them they see the mass graves behind the place but yeah but you know but no, I, no i'm not talking about the I'm not talking about birdie's platform i'm just talking about cinerama no i know i know it sucks for these people um it sucks that there's gonna be pizza and, and fucking burgers at cinerama and fucking like curly fry curly fry nachos <laughs> and shit and like <laughs> Greg orders fucking all these things when he goes to the theater with me. I just fuck want to point this out. Dude, fuck you. Um, <laughs> well, just sell it. But, just fucking sell it. That's what you want to do. Just sell it. It's clearly... Yeah. You wouldn't do this if the business was working. And it, it must not be working. Just sell it. I don't know. People just get fuck rid of with it. shit all the time, dude. Like, look what they did with why? this fucking app. <laughs> I know, but why? I don't know. But hey, but in all seriousness, like, while I'm on this, like, I still feel like harping on this because... Um, I think usually when we talk about when we like, you know, the socialist left talks like really gets real about Bernie's platform. Um, it's usually sort of assigned the sort of uh, social democracy label. And I think that's largely very true. But I think the Workplace Democracy Act at least points to a direction like an opening um like if we're if we're looking if we're hoping that the a Bernie Sanders administration like opens the door like gets a wedge in to allow people to to give people space to organize um that's what that's about because obviously the idea is like you're talking about actual worker ownership in enterprise and even more than that control taken away from uh shareholders and given to um workers through elections on the board and you know that is a starting point from which given that power people can 
choose to use that to organize and use that and control it in that way and um you know in a future that maybe leads from that someday uh the all the workers at cinerama would fucking own cinerama and they wouldn't fucking fire themselves you know oh yeah well and on that tip right i mean you're know, part of the function of the state right and setting laws and things like that is to set norms and right now i mean workers you know for the most part do genuinely genuinely believe they deserve nothing at work yeah. and are like they bought into the sort of dictatorship on the job and even if you uh you know uh want to be a malice and say oh great you get 45 percent of the board so that 55 percent can vote against you every time you're establishing in people's heads that they belong on the board right which is something that hasn't existed in america for a long time right yeah uh this this just very concept that they that they deserve a say in how their workplaces run which if people get that in their head and start to run with it well, you know, uh, there's no there's reason why they, they don't will. want us to have it. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no reason why the pa- all the power of money of of the shareholders couldn't just, you know, fucking buy those board elections. But the point is, yeah, it it opens up space and it does so in a way that like puts power on the table to be taken, actual power, and that's you know. Um, in a way that is different too than like a, like actual control, actual ownership in stock, and actual power on the board is like this would actually be like really real tangible power, you know, potentially. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's potentially subject to capture and things like that, but so is literally everything the state does, right? So yeah, yeah. The basic thing is is that you have to. When these slivers are opened up to you, you have to actually seize the opportunity and and take it. And, uh, you know, I think part of the reason I mean, this is part of the reason why the there's been this big vehement pushback against Medicare for all. It's not just about the lost profits, although that's a huge part of it. A lot of it, too, is about this idea of people getting it in their heads that that not live. Yeah, that they deserve to live, right? That it that whether they live or die is not up to their boss's whim, right? And certainly if you're in the capitalist class, like people having that in their heads that whether or not they live or die is up to you is in your benefit. And them thinking they actually have a right to that life is not in your benefit, right? And so, you know, I think there is, I think the capitalist class has a natural innate fear of giving people those kind of rights because well, of course. well if we give them that what would they demand next you know oh well, now you yeah. want to live with dignity holy shit <laughs> like, you know? and look i mean these people <laughs> these uh workers at cinerama like have just seen you know their lives just the entire the entire basis of their lives just gone and not only does that make them powerless in their life and because they're powerless at work but they have they have it's you know it's life and death you know like uh, yeah you know so something like medicare for all like also um even if it doesn't give you any power at work it it takes some power in your life away from capital so that you know you are less 
dependent on like your your life is less fucked if you do get fucked over like this and laid off you know yeah absolutely well i hate everything about this cinerama story i think it sucks i it's terrible if i mean if they Mm -hmm. like oh god if they like rip out like lanes of seats for waiters to walk down and like put in like the fucking counter tables and like the buzzers to like bring you know the waiter over to get your tater tot nachos refilled <laughs> like um i mean they might as well go all the way go out what cinerama it's the biggest it's the best it's the glitziest it has the best presentation they're always on the cutting edge they're you know under the reign of uh glorious uh billionaire overlord paul allen they're always been on the cutting edge of um new presentation technologies um both in sound and picture um like just take it further like if you're gonna do this make have like nacho cheese dispenser at every seat like from a central vat heated vat with tubes going through the floor you know um i feel like greg tried to convince me this is good actually (laughs) make it make it like um Make a Let's trough do, so you can just piss in your seat. Dude, oh. sushi conveyor belt. Okay. Beautiful. Oh, God. Right in I front actually of you. endorse that. Uh, fa- uh, like fondue, uh, like a fondue station between every two seats so that like two people like share a fondue um, between them. Um, but, or like you have to, or, you know, like you have to, you select your seat based on like what you want to order. So if you want to have like, you know, you can order from the menu that they bring you, but then, like, if you want the sushi conveyor, you're over in section D. If you want the um, fondue pot, you're over here. If you want the <laughs> Korean barbecue, you've got to sit down kind of in the front few rows. You know, I mean, I yeah, sure, just like go big or go home. Do it if you're gonna if you're gonna pervert like the like one remaining like possibility for a cinematic experience which who cares cinema's dead they're not making any movies anymore so i don't actually care fuck it i i just occasionally wanted to like <laughs> go watch lawrence of arabia in 70 millimeter like once every like five years but whatever i can i guess i can do mm. that and like get stain my shirt with fucking chili Lawrence of Arabia, very problematic. How about we turn the upper balcony into a bowling alley so it's like a bowlerama cinerama thing? Oh my and you god. Can like bowl and watch the movie. Yeah. Wow. Damn, dude. That is something you should pitch before they like finalize the new plans. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, sometimes it's a little dark in there. Maybe they can keep the lights like basically on. Oh, well, I mean, it's hard to eat in the dark. That is actually a it problem. Is. My main yeah. complaint about the beer theater that Brian makes me go to all the time is that it's kind of too dark to like properly eat. Because, you know, par- not only is it just the logistics of it, like getting the um, slop from the trough to your gullet, but also, you know, presentation is a factor yeah. in uh, a meal it's an as, as much an aesthetic visual experience as cinema itself hey, so I was chopped yeah exactly <laughs> so uh you know if if we could just keep the lights up um so that we can see uh the way the our uh garlic fries like cascade into the gingham paper basket 
you know, then everyone can have the best possible cinematic fucking experience. Yeah, well, that's awesome. And um, I hope to never go to the Cinerama again. Uh, maybe I'll I'm okay with that. the theater. Let's that, just never go. Um, it'll be like a drive-in, uh, except it'll be indoors. So the seats will be rusted out cars. And um, and it will also serve food, obviously. Hell yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah. cool. You know uh, what? The... They should roller skate to your seat with your. They should. Uh, yeah, with your Impossible Burger. By the way, they Ooh. should bring. I, I'm actually not against this because they should bring drive-ins back. I don't know if you guys have ever been to one, but they rule. Yeah, They're drive-ins awesome. are cool. Yeah, there's one in um on the peninsula. Oh, nice. There used to be one in Everett for a long time, there and then did. they got rid of there it. There used to be one yeah. fucking everywhere. Uh, yeah. But um, oh, well, I meant I meant in our memories, not the 1950s. No, seriously, ass. even in our lifetime, there was there were many like even operating Washington right. State. All right, let's fucking right. end this shit. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So this has been a pretty shitty 24 hours, and I, I would I'm loving uh, it. I would say again, yeah. I mean, good for Bernie, but just like what a fucking hell world. Uh, do not go to the Cinerama. Fuck them. Go to other cooler uh, theaters. Just go to the Beacon. Like Fuck the it, beacon. dude. Actually, look, Lean it's tiny, but it doesn't matter. Actually, the presentation is is really nice. It's a great fucking way to watch a movie. Like it feels right in there. Like the proportions yeah. are like dead on. The sound is great. Don't sit directly under the air conditioner because it. I you will leave with a wet ass. Um, but other than that, uh, like, um, yeah, it's not tiny it, for stuff. It's intimate. And it it's is. Amazing. No, it doesn't feel when you're watching the movie, like it actually, they got the proportions mm-hmm. are like perfect. So it doesn't feel like as small a theater as it is. It, it, um, and there's no bad seat. Uh, it's great. I love it. And they're programming movies. I, you would actually want to like sit and watch, not like just schlock, uh, yeah, yeah it's best great. honestly best in the city. Like yeah, without there's, a doubt. there's no I mean yeah, I, I don't even really want to go to any other theater at this point. Like so, why? Yeah. No, there's no reason. There's literally no reason. So get out there, get to the beacon. Um <coughs> Yeah. Uh did did you guys have anything else? Anything else to say? Uh, no, Colin. Uh you, no? you have our permission to die. All oh, I can say you. is tomorrow i will be home back on the boat and even in amidst the good the incredible like highs and good vibes of this weekend i my mind would wander wander ahead to this moment when i will be home and uh utterly alone <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha